0: Rebellious Studio presents the Mind Body Podcast with your host, Maria Angelova. Hi, Rebels. Welcome to the Mind Body Podcast, your rebellious podcast with me, your host, Maria, where it is all about a strong body, calm mind, healing, and fully living. I am excited to have my guest today, Tracy McHugh. Hello, Tracy. How are you doing?
1: I am well, Maria. Thanks so much for having me.
0: It is my pleasure. Tracy and I connected on a couple of topics around self-care and getting out of your comfort zone. So, you know, those are hot, rebellious topics, which is why Tracy is here with us. And I'm super excited to talk to Tracy because Tracy is a rebellious spirit who is seeking the wonders of the world. So I can't wait to see what she's got to share with us. So with that, Tracy, let's get going. Tell us three words that tell us who Tracy is and a little bit of a story behind each one.
1: Sure. I guess the first word that I will use would be sarcastic and humorous. I'll do that hand in hand because a lot of times sarcasm has a negative connotation with it. And the thing that I think of with that word specifically is the first time I got a collective laugh from a group of people was in a middle school class. I think it was my science class or history class or something like that. And I started singing the Sears jingle, the department store Sears, which, you know, who doesn't find that hilarious. And I think I just sung it so horribly that everybody laughed at it. And I was like, "Oh, I love this! Like, I, I got a whole group of people. And if you know how hard it is to get twelve-year-olds to laugh, it was a big accomplishment." But well, let me
0: tell you, I have a twelve-year-old, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that one very directly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, the other word that I could think of that would describe me is independent. I I realized from a young age, there was just a lot that I wanted to see and do. And unfortunately you don't always have the luxury of having a group or someone else to do it with. And I, from a very young age realized I didn't want to not see or do things. I guess the most prevalent topic would be traveling. I've done a lot of traveling with friends and family but I've also done a lot of traveling on my own. Um, I was supposed to take a class at 22 after college in Ireland. And they canceled the class, but I still had my tickets to, to and from Ireland. And it was like a two-month gap. And I was like, I could either lo- you know, eat the cost of these tickets to Ireland, or I could take two months and travel around Ireland. And like most 22-year-olds, I didn't have a ton of money. So losing $400, I was like, never, I can't do that. And so I took two months and traveled around to 14 different cities and 11 countries in, uh, from Eastern to Western Europe. And then I guess the third word would be just a a good person. I I try to live my life by, you know, I don't always agree with people, but, you know, kind of guiding my life by just being a good person and trying to do the right thing. And with that, I guess it's just, you know, less of a story and more of an example of you know, how I live my life. Sometimes I'm to a degree of, you know, very black and white on right or wrong, you know, certain things are right or wrong, but I always try to do the, you know, the right. right decision. Just last night, I shared, um, we
0: have a rebellious tribe group, and I shared a little quote, I'm a fan of quotes, that said something like, be yourself, and you attract the right people. And I think when you give your best, and you are your best, whatever that means for you, because it means something different for all of us, we attract and meet and bring opportunities that align with
1: ourselves. And I connect on that, because I quote uh, too many, too many quotes, especially Anthony Bourdain. So. (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I am a fan of clothes. They uplift me and I love to share them. I think there's so much wisdom in a couple of sentences and uh, yeah, let's go on to the topic of independence because I love the topic of independence. And I will tell you, I was raised to be very independent. My parents taught me from a very young age that there's actions and there is consequences. So they very smartly gave me choices to make. And they said, make the choice and then whatever the consequences, it's your consequence. And there's something about that, that if you have the excuse of saying, well, they told me to do that, or they told me not to do that, you can escape that. But when you have to own the consequence because you have made the choice, it's a very different mindset. And it's something that I'm teaching my daughter now, like I said, she's 12. Um, And I do think, especially for girls, I have to say, it's so important to raise independent, empowered young ladies and girls, And of course, as an adult to stay independent and um, confident and secure and do things such as travel the world uh, and go to different countries and feel comfortable with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I it took a while. Um, It took a while to transition from doing it and then feeling comfortable with it. And everybody has a different comfort zone. So specifically on travel and traveling by myself, I remember the first time that trip to Europe when I was by myself for two months, it was around 2007. So it wasn't quite the same with smartphones and having GPSs on your phone and like all those fancy gadgets. So I wound up taking my dad's, um, he had a Blackberry for work. And I'm just actually talking about this story the other day And I just, I had never been alone before, you know, I had just graduated from high school, I was in college, which is, you know, very, you know, a safeness, it's kind of like your transition. And then I graduated, and I took this trip, and I had never been alone for more than a couple hours at a time. So I, you know, have my dad's BlackBerry. And I remember coming back and him seeing the bill and not being super, super thrilled with how big that BlackBerry bill (laughs) was. Um, But it was just like, I was trying to get out of my comfort zone, but I wasn't there yet. So I needed to have that, you know, connection with my parents or my family or people that I knew back home while still doing this independent act. Um, And then I was having the conversation with my friend about this and I was like, yeah, it's a completely different scenario. Now, when I, when I go away, I'm away, you know, I, I may check in and I may shoot a text message or an email saying I got there, but I, am fully immersed in where I am and, you know, experiencing that trip, that culture, the food, the people, the activities I'm, I'm encountering. So it's, it's always a step in progress. And I always like to say to people, you know, independence is different for everyone. Um, I also am not married. So it looks a lot different than maybe somebody who was married or has a child. You know, my, my parents have been married for over 50 years. If my mom was, you know traveling completely by yourself all the time it'd be like well why aren't you taking dad <laughs> um so so it's gonna look it's a want a goal yeah <laughs> so independence is gonna look a little bit different for everybody you know for some people it may be traveling to different countries by themselves for other people it may be joining uh you know a group or doing your own activity by yourself so I think it you know varies person person. And like, I always say, it's great to get out of your comfort zone, but you don't need to make yourself, you know, completely uncomfortable to get out of your comfort zone. You know, if you're somebody who doesn't like to travel, you don't need to, you know, go to Guam and stay there for three months to, you know, be independent and get out of your comfort zone, right? You can tailor it to what your life is and what your life is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can relate. So I moved to
0: Bo- from Bulgaria to the United States when I was 15. And that was my first big trip. And that was a big adjustment because we moved the entire family to a whole different country. And then my first trip by myself was after I graduated high school. I went, I traveled by myself to visit friends for a month in Colombia and then a month in Brazil. And I arrived with Colombia and they lost my luggage. So I had my luggage for two months gone. And <laughs> It was summer in Colombia and winter in Brazil, and I arrived with like no clothes. <laughs> and I didn't have my mom or my dad to tell me what to do. And, you know, I had a budget, like you said, it was like, I couldn't just go and buy whatever. And it was a very um, make you grow up type of experience. And then um, I remember when I did my, I think it was my graduate degree. Maybe I went to a study abroad in Italy, mm-hmm. and that was fascinating because Again, I'm older than you. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have any kind of communication. And I remember arriving in whatever it was, maybe Milan. And I had to hop on the train. I had to hop on a bus. I had to take a shuttle to get to my dormitory. And my flight arrived late. And I was there by myself. And I had to figure out, you know, without speaking Italian. And those types of experiences are uncomfortable. But they make you grow in such amazing ways. Because the next time you're like, I've done that. I've like found the train, find the, you know, the shuttle, whatever, whatever, and I made my way. So it gives you a little bit of boost of like, I can do that. I can figure it out.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a, you know, one great thing about aging is that like, you have a lot of these experiences and even if you don't have the same experience, you're comfortable and confident enough in yourself that you're like, this isn't a big deal as You know, as opposed to when you're a kid, you know, you're experiencing a lot of these things for the first time. So it's like everything's a big deal or nerve wracking to you. But you've also explained to me why whenever I travel, regardless of how long, I always do a carry on and I never check my bags. So you've you've reiterated why I do that. (laughs)
0: a long way to go there. I keep learning how to pack. That is definitely an area of opportunity for me, but I am <laughs> definitely not there yet. And I remember that's actually a side funny story. I arrived in Italy for my study abroad with this humongous suitcase. And you know, in Europe, you don't get the escalators and the elevators that we have in the United States. <laughs> you get the staircase that is really steep. And I remember going like, oh my gosh, like how do I do that? And then I arrived in um Azulu, is the little town where we were, and it is all cobblestones and high, you know, high like hills, steep hills, that I had to drive that suitcase. <laughs> well let me say I was very prepared with outfits when we needed to go out. So, you know, when you're 20, that's a priority. <laughs>
1: and it's funny because when you're talking about that it made me think of the time that i was in warsaw poland and i had gone into a mall to grab dinner and you know shop or whatever and then when i was leaving they had one of those um revolving like rotating doors to get out and so i walk in it and it's not moving and i was like this is weird i guess it's it's broken and so like i walk back into the mall trying to find a different door i'm like how am i going to get out of this mall and uh two polish women walk in and start pushing it and they were like no revolving doors in america and i was like they do but like they've revolved themselves like we're just used to everything in america being automated like i don't have to do anything physical like ever
0: and a lot of the doors in the u.s you don't want to touch them because they'll stop (laughs) right? exactly you know, I think those are the things that expand our mind. I am a huge fan, for example, for my daughter to travel and experience and then have the conversations because she would say, well, they do this wrong. And it's like, they don't do it wrong. They do it differently, right? To what you started before, right versus wrong. They do it differently, but differently does not mean wrong. And it just expands your mind in the most beautiful way connecting to the locals, speaking to them, getting their way of thinking,
1: getting their way of experiencing life. I think there's such wealth to travel. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you say that because I think that with age, I've acquired that mind frame as well, that, you know, even when it comes down to beliefs or, you know, you know, how you execute something, you know, when I was younger, it was, you know, probably more my way or the highway mentality. And now it's just like, you know, live and let live, you know, if that works best for you, as long as you're not harming me or my loved ones, you know, like do what, do what you need to do and let me do what I need to do. And let's leave it at that. And what's your thought on the power of that? I think it's freeing to be honest with you, when you get less hung up with other people and what they're doing or, you know, what they're thinking of you or what they're doing. It's, it's a freeing situation when you realize that people aren't thinking about you as much as you're thinking of you and just to move on with your day because people sometimes get so crippled with like, you know, what they think others are thinking of them or what other people are doing. And it's just like, just live your best life. Just do the best you can and let other people just do the best that they can. And you'll, you'll save a lot of time and energy really. (laughs) Uh, It is sometimes, when I work with clients,
0: especially on mindset topics, it's like, why are you not doing that? Well, I don't know what my spouse would say, my friend would say, my family would say, and I'm not talking about doing anything harmful, right? It's just doing something different um, that might be perceived as bad. It's amazing how much letting go of that, uh, well, first becoming aware that that's holding you back, but then letting go of the fear of the judgments of what other things and truly being who you are You know, if you're a little bit wild and crazy and rebellious. And I think the other power of that is once you let go of that fear and you're free to be who you are, you create that curiosity and that um, almost like you give permission to others to be like, oh, look at that. That's working out for her. Maybe I should try that. And it becomes, becomes contagious.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's what I've liked more, even from the time I was a little to now where, you know, people are more comfortable with expressing themselves more and kind of being in their own shoes and, you know, figuring out things for themselves and being more vocal about it. You know, like back in the day, and I'm sure it was different when my grandparents were kids and my parents, you know, it was probably more extreme, but it's like, you know, people weren't as vocal about things and you didn't realize, you might not have realized what, other people were going through, or you know, how people were doing things differently because everybody was, you know, really to themselves, especially over like the more serious topics. So,
0: yeah, well, I think part of that is also nowadays. Um, we mentioned it before like social media and everything being out there, versus you know, it would in the past maybe it was through the community or through the neighbors, you hear what somebody else is doing, but nowadays. I, I, again, I was having a conversation with a client this morning and she said, oh my gosh, I am so glad that in the 80s we did not have social media. So all of our, you know, teenage escapades <laughs> would be out <laughs> somewhere in the cloud. And I think from an aspect, um, I think that's also closing people in because, um, again, the fear of the judgment and what are people going to say or presenting that fake happiness or fake uh, social media life, uh, everything is
1: perfect. Yeah, I definitely agree with your client. I'm glad that Facebook and social media wasn't a thing when I was like super little or in middle school. I don't, I don't think, you know, nowadays it's like you have all these, you know, cool tweens who are doing TikTok videos. That was not me as a 12, 13 year old. So Neither I'm me. glad that wasn't in existence. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool, Tracy. Tell us, what is your
0: definition of rebellious?
1: Sure. It's kind of circling back around to what we've been talking about. It's just being yourself and being true to yourself. Um, I have occasionally done some crazy things of, you know, partying in college or, you know, going skydiving, I've parasailing, I've done race car driving, you know, I've done, you know, the quote unquote, you know, active rebellious sort of not the norm sort of things but I think that just genuinely doesn't always need to be that extreme it's just going you know going against a grain and thinking for yourself and doing something because it aligns with you know what is working for you is like I said again not harming anybody or not being malicious or anything like that but just having your own mind and you know what's what's working for you you know as opposed to just kind of following following the grain
0: Yes, thank you to yourself, um, Tracy. Give us a favorite quote. We talked about quotes. Do you have a favorite one or a piece of advice you want to share with us?
1: It's funny. The one that first popped into my mind. I don't know if they did this in your high school, but for senior class pictures, you could pick a quote and uh, put it under the put the quote under your picture. And the one that I picked many many years ago was, you know, the price of everything but the value of nothing and that always kind of stuck with me of like people people know like you know how much things cost and you know the prestige of things but sometimes like they miss what the value is and like their priorities aren't you know aligned because they're more focused on you know the superficial things and actually like what what is holding value in your life so um i like we were talking about earlier i love quotes um uh, Anthony Bourdain has a ton of great quotes that um, I would try to quote it right now, but he his are normally like very lengthy, but <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the one that stuck out the most to me. But you know, as somebody who teaches people how to take to take care of themselves,
0: physically, mentally, emotionally, um, I definitely see where the mindset around self-care and prioritizing and placing ourselves um, and our well-being first giving that value because we say for example my family is important but then the actions don't align with that or we say my wellness is important for me but then we don't take actions to take care of our well-being and so forth so there is a misalignment of what we say and uh, what we do and action is the only thing as I always say that will change your life and if you stay true to yourself and they action, and take actions in alignment with who you
1: are and what your values are, I think that um, that can take you very far. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because one of my kind of along those lines, one of my favorite things is I hate the word. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't like it. Like show me you're sorry. Don't tell me you're sorry. Right. Like You know, if it's something that like we can meet in the middle or, you know, can not be done again or whatever the situation, don't, don't tell me you're sorry. Just, you know, don't do it again. That, that to me, the showing is better than the words because sometimes there's no action behind the I'm sorry's or whatever words you're putting out there. I am giggling because that is one of the things I tell my daughter, like, I'll be like,
0: you didn't do this or whatever the conversation, she'll be like, I'm sorry, mama," And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. Don't say I'm sorry, but I'm like I want to see action. And next time, that action wants to align with okay. I really get it why I should have done this wrong, or like how I could have done this. I'm sorry, different, uh, rather than just tell, just blow me off with an I'm sorry. <laughs> because sometimes, especially for a pretty, I'm sorry. It's like okay, mom, just yes. you know. Oh no, that's
1: good go. <laughs> sorry, you're like, are you really no?
0: <laughs> so Tracy, you have a travel blog. And you have a beautiful Instagram profile with gorgeous pictures of all of the difference.
1: You have been, I wrote it down to 28 countries and 46 states. Is that current as of now? Uh, yeah, I actually went to my 47th state in October. I went to Louisiana. So I actually drove through Louisiana and we stopped in New Orleans. So I'm now up to 47 states. Mm-hmm. I think I'm missing Nebraska, um, uh, Kentucky and Alaska.
0: All oh, right. Oh, Alaska is on my bucket list. Um, but that's impressive. I love it. That's, I was telling my daughter we should get one of those maps and start putting push pins wherever we travel. And we okay. should screw up the
1: map with a little push pins. That sounds like a creative idea. I used to actually have one of those. I'll have to ask my parents and all my moves. I think that it probably ended up in one of their storage closets, but uh, I did have one of those as well. <laughs> Tracy, tell people where can they follow your story? Where can they find you, read your blog, learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So pretty much all my social media and how I can be contacted can be found on my travel blog and that's uh, chasingwonderful.com.
0: Okay. Tracy, I appreciate your time and the awesome conversation. Thanks for the laughter and the feel good vibes. If Rebels, you have any questions for Tracy, you know you can post those uh, underneath, send them her way. And don't forget to stay rebellious. We'll see you guys next time. Can't get enough of those rebellious conversations. Do make sure you subscribe, like, and share.